Bitcoin fixes the money, the Beef Initiative fixes the food and nutrition. Step into some new awareness that incorporates some much needed food intelligence into your life. This is Texas Slim with Texas Slim's vision. Hey guys, Texas Slim here. Um, don't know if we had a little audio difficulties right there. I just got back from the Texas to Tennessee tour. Uh, Texas Slim's vision is back in Texas and uh, a few announcements right now. I wanted to let everybody know that we have been integrated into podcasting 2.0 at this time. If you don't know anything about podcasting 2.0, it's the new way to do podcasting. What we're going to be able to do is we're going to stack in uh, stream sats. You can listen in stream sats. You can uh, you can boost. You can, if you like what you like, it's value for value exchange. Go over to the fountain app. Download the Fountain app and uh, learn all about it. We'll be uh, having many more announcements about Podcasting 2.0. Shout out to Adam Curry for helping us get transitioned over there. Uh, we'll be having some announcements as far as Texas Slim's vision and uh, Texas Slim's media company that we have established. Uh, it's been about a month. I've been on the road, like we said, and a lot of you guys know this, uh, haven't really been able to do much from the road at times i i kind of lost my voice but right when i got back i wanted to uh, do a podcast and we've got cole bolton of knc cattle and uh, cole has been instrumental within the beef initiative and instrumental in texas and we're going to have a a good chat today about everything that's transpired our journey to where we got here and uh cole uh glad to have you it looks like you're sitting in a freezer to me yeah, it feels like I'm in Antarctica. I'm actually in our little meat shop. We call it the igloo. Uh, uh, you know, we got to keep temperatures cool anyway. But, uh, man, we are super busy. Uh, you'll see I just unloaded a whole bunch of boxes of beef. Uh, came in today. We have another truck coming in tomorrow. Huge 4th of July orders. You know, it's the busiest week of the year. And uh, we try to be prepared and stock for it. So, uh, to all the listeners, thank you for the support. Y'all have just helped us really, really accelerate this thing. I mean, Slim, who would have thought we would have been able to reach so many different states across the United States with the beef initiative? No, I mean, I remember that day. It was it was it was early morning, and you it was I believe I don't even it might have been a Friday morning. I can't remember the first time I went out there. You know, and you you couldn't even come shake my hand because you were so damn, you know, busy and trying to get things going that day. But, you know, I reflect back on that morning and you and I didn't know each other. We didn't know anything, but we struck it off really fast. And every conversation that we've had ever since then has been something that has been uh, pretty magical in a lot of ways. We've uh, we've hit a tune with each other as far as our communications, what we're trying to accomplish. And uh, you're right. I mean, we we didn't even think about reaching out beyond Texas and what a lot of people don't understand is as as you've grown as the beef initiative has grown we accommodate what we see that's the opportunity in front of us I know that you work really hard on that because you know the one thing that you have to battle each day is making sure people get 
beef in a timely manner and to coordinate that and to basically integrate that into your business model and how we're doing it moving forward within the beef initiative and the partnership with KNC cattle has been pretty phenomenal. And I don't think people understand, you know, everything that goes into that as far as the, the integration, the logistics, the distribution, the packaging, you know, everything that you battle and engineer every day. So if you want to kind of touch on that, so people across the country can kind of understand what's going on with this orchestration. Yeah. So when you order from KNC cattle or through the beef initiative, we try to do a turnaround within five to seven days on our traditional boxes. Um, when you order in bulk, we usually ask for a two to three week lead time. Uh, that's only because we're going to customize your, your order, uh, when you buy in bulk and, um, you know, one of the things a lot of folks don't, um, have gotten frustrated or I've gotten feedback on is like, damn, I'm in New York. I tried to buy the Texas Slim box in the shipping $70. Well, what they don't understand, you know, a lot of folks don't realize we're not putting any upcharge. In fact, for quite a lot, in certain parts of the Northeast and even the West Coast, it's getting up as high as 78, 82, 84 bucks to overnight ship it. Um, and so with that, I've been eating the difference because I want people to get our product um, versus tacking it on. And, you know, I get so frustrated. A lot of these companies will, will put on their free shipping, but yet they've added a $150 margin to the box of meat that you get. So uh, I'd rather be more transparent with folks. Let them know value for value exactly what you're paying for uh, and break it down. I, I don't like to hide hide uh, additional fees and whatnot and the cost of our beef um but we're doing the best we can you know last week we had 55 packages ups did not deliver on time and so i either emailed or personally called every single customer let them know we're reshipping their box um most of them have gotten them i have a few that we're shipping tomorrow because we just got fresh meat in it's got to freeze um and get it out to them but we have some cool things going. We are changing our dry ice program uh, going in our boxes so that hopefully we can look at some other options with shipping. You know, right here close to Texas, we can get it within a day. So your shipping is cheaper. And, and the surrounding New Mexico, Oklahoma, Louisiana, um, we can keep them at a very reduced shipping cost. Uh, but, you know, this it's one thing anyone that gets in the beef business um, going direct to table to consumers we're all fighting the same shipping costs and hell slim you and i have looked at platforms we got one of the better reduced shipping costs compared to most um, and it's it is a challenge we're continuing to to try to do better we want uh, to be able to help consumers but most importantly our our triangle that you uh posted on on twitter the other day you know we have producers in these states that we want you to go to. And when it comes to Texas, I'm, I'm here, uh, you know, South, Central, East Texas to, to take care of you. And, and we got a heck of a producer up in the panhandle. Uh, we got Colorado covered, Tennessee. And I know you're going to talk about all that stuff. But, um, man, we're, we've made leaps and bounds. We've shipped to all 48 states. I got my first Bitcoin selling beef. I mean, it. in the last six months, things have just... Uh, really really changed yeah they they have and in I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because the one thing that even you okay 
you the rancher that's having success right now through the beef initiative and you could really kind of kind of could button up here and say well we're gonna we're gonna hit the united states we're gonna be the beef supplier of the united states but that's not where your mindset is and that's not where your intentions are your intentions are to spread the wealth there is no competition here in the beef industry whenever you're kind of coming through the beef initiative as you grow in volume and we're about to talk about that with the processing center that you you've announced and that we've been talking about and kind of kind of keeping it mum for a while but you know as you grow and get more powerful in the state of texas we want other producers to come into the beef initiative and do exactly what you and i've done here in the state of texas all the way from washington to the northeast to california to all the way out to florida wherever it is we need exact to scale the model that you and i have had success getting to and as we do that everybody that comes to the beef initiative you know we eliminate the kind of the the control of the logistics the control of these shipping companies that do they hand tie small businesses they hand tie you know innovation and by eliminating their power over us and as far as price manipulations you know the the manipulations of diesel across the united states how that affects shipping there's so many things that we can do that actually gets more hyper local more community based more regional based to where everybody can have success everybody can follow the regenerative protocol that you and I have been really established in people's minds, you know, that, that quality. You and I had a conversation the other day. I was up on top of a mountain there in the Smoky Mountains, and we were talking about, you know, these other kind of options that you can have in the United States right now as far as getting beef boxes or beef shipped to you. A lot of people don't understand some of these beef boxes that are being shipped across the United States with these other countries, right? Uh, companies right now, actually, the beef comes from a different country. It doesn't even come from the United States. It's it's not something that we're trying to really pinpoint as you know that uh, is any nefarious or anything. But what it is it, in the long run, it's a quality issue. In the long run, it's basically a logistics issue. It's a supply chain issue to where you really think that you might be helping the regenerative farmers across the United States, but you're really not. And by knowing this, in you know you spoke for a couple minutes, what people don't really understand coming coming into the beef initiative and in buying beef from KNC cattle is you're not a salesman you're an educator and what you have to do every day is set expectations follow through on those expectations and educate in a way that hey this is a new market access that's out there and that it's available to you but this is how you approach it it's not that instant gratification amazon.com type in you know gratification that most people have been conditioned to have this is a different form of sourcing your pure, your pure animal protein, your nutrition for your family in, in a quality way that does require different expectations. Yeah, it's, you know, we were talking about earlier trying to get packages out. But, you know, there are times where like for us right now, before our, pro, our processing center opens, we've been using a, a third party and they've been they've been so helpful. Um but there are times where we run out of beef on Thursday because we've been getting so many orders and they they don't have the capacity to harvest any more beef for us, which is why I built this processing center. And so I'm having to wait a whole nother week because we get beef in on Tuesday and Wednesdays. Then you got to wait 24 to 48 hours for it to freeze before I can ship it. And, you know, it took a long time to get to this scale. And when you go to that next level, 
you have to have so much uh, uh, infrastructure to be able to do it and, and also have the beef. So basically you have to raise a product, take all the risk, and then you got to find a place to sell it. So, you know, even talking about Texas, yeah, I'm bullish. I, I, I'm really proud of the market we designed, but we're also designing it to bring more producers on and to right. get them protocols and, and join forces with us so that um, you can see a clear history and an open mind view of every single producer. This isn't just a bunch of dang pictures you throw on a website. You know the people. You get to visually see if you so choose. So we want to bring those producers. Right now we're focused on getting market access because I've put I've put the risk out and I've gone through a lot of the learning curves. I'm, we're trying to design this to save basically the other producers from having to go through that. Let us get the market set. And for all the customers that are listening, um, I hope you understand we're, we're not at all forgetting you. Um, sometimes we just, we run out. You know, a lot of people don't realize um, you know, 50% of a normal carcass goes in ground beef. Well, our carcasses don't. We cut so many different cuts of meat that only about 30 to 35% turns to ground beef. So when you're at the scale that we are, we're selling 800 to 1,000 pounds of ground beef a week in one pounders. Well, when I fill all those orders and we run out, there's nothing I can do. I got to wait till next Wednesday before I can put that order together. So it's a great problem. Uh, our processing center will eliminate that issue because we'll be able to harvest whenever we need. Um, but, uh, you know, just the transparency of more and more producers trying to come together uh, and align and, and bring a quality product uh, versus, you know, one of my competitors that is pretty well known. Um, they're buying out of Australia and it's supposed to be American beef. It's not. And, and I don't work that way. We, you know, every single person, whether it's, you know, Jason in Colorado, we're the same way. We want people to understand. We want them to be a part of the process. We want them to have complete transparency of what is going on their table. And we hope that more and more producers are feeling the same way. And, and they are. We're getting the feedback. You're getting the feedback. So we feel like we're bringing a really, really good product to, to the consumer's table. And uh, I think everybody's been pretty well pleased. Yeah, and it, it is that and we have to, I think, for the sake of, of being true to the whole market as, you know, ranching in, in America, the American <laughs> rancher has been being squeezed out in certain ways that the general public just does not understand. And it's hard to access the you know type of information to where you can kind of be informed, you know, to have some clarity of basically, you know, how this all works, how this opera apparatus works within the beef industry and the animal protein industry you know we have four major processors they're global processors and they are the bottleneck for the consumer and they are the bottleneck of the rancher um, and, and a lot of people kind of don't understand how that is but if you're a cattle rancher you're you know you're a cattleman in the United States and you have to rely on one of these four major processors or even some of the shell companies that come out with these you know they doesn't have to be these big five thousand uh, uh, cattle a day processors but there's a lot of processing centers that if you don't 
meet those kill dates that you put on the book over a period of time, you know, you don't get to basically see that cow through fruition, through harvest and to market access. A lot of ranchers back off from really taking that cow all the way and they just get rid of it so they don't have to basically play the political game. It is a political game at this point in time. It is squeezing out the American rancher and it is uh, basically keeping the general public ignorant to really what's going on with their food and how they access it and how vulnerable it is right now and how fragile it makes our basically our our market access to pure animal protein and you know a lot of times the rancher gets takes the heat of that and what we need to really do is give the american rancher a voice again one way that we're doing that is 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 how you're leading it how justin is leading it up in the panhandle how what what does that mean leading it well you're saying i'm taking that cow all the way to your table i don't have to answer to anybody i am now the steward of that animal i'm steward of the land i'm steward of the animal now i'm the steward of the processing um sequence that happens after that once you are the processor you are now the supplier and now you've created a market access that is decentralized as much as it can it's as clean as it can as far as the processing and the beef itself and once this starts happening once people like cole bolton of knc cattle starts having success as you said more producers say hey i'm not going to deal with that over there anymore i'm not going to deal with having to schedule these kill dates that i don't agree with but i have to do it anyways i don't agree with getting rid of this cow at a certain point in time and just handing it off to somebody it's going to make 10 times the profit that i could make off of it so what it is be opening the processing center down there in luling texas let's talk about that and let's see uh let's let everybody know kind of what we've been uh, you and i've been discussing ever since last year but now we get to really tell the american public we get to tell texas we get to tell the southern region is guess what i mean we are free flowing with market access and you get to benefit from all of this yeah so you know i have an excellent partner on the processing plant i partnered with two bar c ranches uh, out of luling and mr mr claude summerlotti and not only did he have some of the best angus genetics uh which really changed my herd and also helped him but he and i both went in and we decided to uh, to build this this processing facility and it is and sorry guys I, I have one annoying fly that won't go away um, <laughs> you know we we decided to build this so that we could bring we could bring volume to the public and for a small little guy like me that was killing one a month and then all of a sudden it grew to two and three and four and then before I knew it you know we're needing to do five six a week uh, up to 20 to 25 head a week um, I couldn't find facilities around to be able to do that. I was juggling between two to three processors and that's really frustrating. And so we wanted to design a plant so that small producers have an outlet to go harvest their beef. And then hopefully in the long run, as they're going to farmer's markets and, and what have you, we can also come up with another outlet for them to sell their beef, uh, aside from just having to drive and sit all day places. Uh, not, And I'm not at all discrediting farmer's markets. They're really, really important. Um, but it is very time consuming. And, and so we want to try to find an e-commerce platform, which we designed to help uh, take this out to the public, to get it in their hands and keep doing these meetups, go to these, these rural areas, these cities, take product right to them uh, so they don't have to go to HEB. 
and and in essence save the the customer money and time and that's exactly what we're trying to do here and how's that coming along how's the processing center coming you feeling pretty yeah. good about it yeah about we're, uh, it, you know each week i feel like i keep saying we're four to six weeks but uh, we're fighting <laughs> the same supply chain issues with getting getting subs on the job getting and more so right now it's getting some of the final material <laughs> even though we ordered it eight months ago uh getting it in and you know we've we're at the end of the tunnel on this one we uh we're we got our doors in the buildings uh secure um, our freezers are in we are working on electric and plumbing all our equipment's here we'll start putting it in in the next few weeks along with the final piece of our rail system uh, i meant to send you pictures today we got our cattle pins put in so nice uh, we're, we're we're almost at the finish line um, and we're really really excited to open up and and get this out to the public um, and along with that we also have a meat market so now you can come get your farm fresh beef directly from a storefront or continue to order directly through us online but if you're passing through and you're in central texas going to the coast you're going to run highway 183 and we're going to be right off highway 183 for you to swing right in there you go i i love i love where you put that uh the processing center i mean you're close to an interstate close to highway 183 that you know like you said takes you down to the coast uh it was a, it was a smart move and it you know it, you know people in austin let's put it in perspective you know on a saturday instead of stay, staying in the city you can get your butt out of the city drive down 183 go through lockhart go down to Ludling, and you know make it a destination spot get out of the city kind of come visit you know your rancher go shake ranchers hand and uh you know it, it, there's there's everything about this that is a lifestyle change and it's a lifestyle that actually really does empower a lot of people and you see that every day you know you, we we started within the bitcoin community because we knew that the bitcoin community was very intentional uh they they want they want uh truth and honesty they want transparency and um so it's it, it's nice to see that this has kind of evolved in the way because it really has allowed us and empowered you know you and i to have a very good close uh relationship and understanding that hey there is a group of people out there right now that are wanting to change their lives they're wanting to eat better they're wanting to be intentional about their consumption model they're wanting to educate themselves about market access and having this processing center where it is off of 183 down there in luling is is a is a great first start uh and right whenever you i think that the weekend that you uh, you said that you'd poured that slab you said hey slim you know when we grow it's okay because we can scale this and that's exactly what you and i've been talking about from day one it's just not one processing center it's a it's it's many as we can basically scale in the way that we can actually shift the beef industry especially in the state of texas in a way that hasn't sent, been seen since our grandfathers actually went out there and they had these local processors they had access to be able to food, uh, to supply their communities and you know we're not we're not we're not really reinventing the wheel but we're definitely making the wheel something that is is going to be something that's very powerful moving forward how do you feel about you know your our moving forward once we get this how do you see the state of texas where do you see the beef industry right now in the state of texas well kind of going back to the plant there's some challenges and people ask me like why in the world looming right well for me it, mm -hmm. it 
it was kind of strategic. We have a triangle. I'm an hour and a half from Houston. I'm an hour from San Antonio and I'm 45 minutes from Austin. So it puts me in the heart of commerce that of all the markets we're trying to immediately touch. Gonzales, Texas is 10 minutes away. Gonzales County is in the top 10 beef producing uh, counties in the state of Texas. And I'm pretty sure if I remember right, it's in the top five. Um, <clears throat> you know, the cattle industry is in a very interesting time right now. Our commodities are high, higher than, than we've seen in quite a while. Um, and I'm saying this from a commercial standpoint. So I'm looking at all the producers that aren't going the route in which we are. So, you know, we're seeing extremely high commodities. We're seeing uh, hay costs through the roof. The guys that, that are fertilizing, they saw astronomical costs, uh, input costs on fertilizer. Um, the cattle market really is just kind of staying flat. It's not good, it's not bad, it's just kind of stagnant. What's interesting, kind of, has a correlation with Bitcoin right now, but uh, I'm not ready to talk about that. I want to do a little research. It, it intrigues me. Um, but, you know, it's just, it is a hard time to be a rancher and make money. Ranchers continue to age and are exiting the industry. Uh, they're selling real estate. We're seeing young people have no interest in going into this industry. It's way too much work for not enough profit. One of the things I get a lot is like, man, you know, why would you do this if you don't make any money? And the same answer to your question, Slam, is how do I see the beef industry in Texas? We've got to find more people that are passionate. And it's going to take sacrifice, both financial and, and emotional. And if you can withstand the storm, people are always going to need food. And if we can get more control on the consumers to where they want to come to us for their product and, and know what they're getting. And no, I mean, the taste is not day different than what you get at the grocery store. I don't mean it arrogant or saying mine's better than anyone else. There is a significant taste difference. Um, you can pretty much ask anyone that's tried uh, Bindirect. But we're, you know, bringing that, I see a brand new bit of enthusiasm with producers, both in the commercial and both regenerative. They're excited. They see some positives. They see more people trying to call them to buy their beef and source their beef and buy in bulk. So, Actually, for the first time, I think our industry is headed in a very positive direction, and it's about damn time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I, I, I put out a tweet today, and, it, and I want people to understand what I'm saying here. A lot of people are scared. They're scared about food. They're scared about the economy. They're scared about everything, which they should be. We're living in some pretty trial and error times within, you know, the United States and the globe is, is, is in, in, you know, overall. One thing that people need to understand during times of mass prohibition, there needs to be times of mass innovation. And by saying that, what, what do you mean by that? Well, within the beef industry itself and how where we've come from as far as the generations that have taken hits every 10 years, every decade, there's always you, you can reflect back on throughout the last 50 years, especially that something has helped take away a percentage of the American ranchers ability to be sovereign, to, to lean on the heritage in which that got us here and to actually have some empowerment of capital and of market access. 
throughout the years, everything's been chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. And when you look at, you know, ranching in general in the United States and especially in Texas, there's something that is is moving forward. And it is it is innovation. And, you know, you're, you were talking to me yesterday about, you know, how you looked at the plants and, you know, some of the conversations you've had some with maybe old timers with the old processing centers and some of the technology that you're bringing in and you're leveraging to where actually we can scale exactly what we're doing, you know, within the beef initiative, what you're doing with KNC cattle and now what you're going to be doing with the hometown meats. Let people understand, you know, what that matters and how that matters to innovate during times of mass prohibition. Yeah, so I'm glad you caught that. I forgot to say we are going to be hometown meat market. We love the catchphrase. We want you to have hometown treatment and and it all kind of goes in line with the beef initiative, everything we all stand for. But, um, you know, I'm even though I'm young, I am a creature of habit. I grew up in that lifestyle in rural America. We try to do things a little slower, I, I guess, and and not be as accepting to technology. But what I've realized, and, and I don't mean that as a knock towards uh, rural America, it's just when things work, why fix what's not broken, right? But on the opposite end of it, what we're finding is, you know, you go pick up a beef at a local processor and normally, you know, maybe they box it for you. Maybe they don't. Uh, I've gone places that have done both. A lot of them will say, thank you. You go home, you weigh your meat and you're like, crap, I feel like they stole my cow. That's one of the things all processors here. You stole my beef. Well, you know, we want to be able to have a communication line with a customer when they do a cut sheet that we can show them how that animal was fabricated to where they can have an inventory sheet that they know exactly how much poundage was cut. You know, a lot of folks don't realize you only get if you get T-bones, you don't get New York strips and fillets. The left side is of the T-bones, your New York strip, which is the long side, and the small side is your filet mignon. Uh, or you only get, if you cut one inch ribeyes, usually about 24 ribeyes, maybe 25, depending on the size of the steer. Well, now we'll, we want to have that transparency. We want people to see what their carcass did. And for me, it's important because as I look at yield, I understand how well certain pastures performed, how well those cattle did on this, you know, this grass program, this rotational system. Uh, and so that'll help me improve my soil too, understanding my yields. But aside from that, for folks like me who want to, you know, let's say they start building a business and they want to do a box uh, setup, they got to be able to keep track of inventory. So what we're going to, you know, we're we're working with a company that will help and to where they can have a username and they can go on and track all their inventory right through our, as an arm of our system. That's probably not the right technology term to use, but um, that's exactly what we want to do. We want to provide things and services that otherwise, if you try to do it on your own, it's way too expensive. I know from experience, I'm doing inventory on Microsoft Excel. And when you move the amount of volume that we're moving, it sucks. It really sucks. So we're going to have barcode scanning uh, available. We'll put QR or uh, put codes on every single label, and um, we'll be, you know, we are just going to be a USDA inspected facility. So every single piece of meat that comes through us will be inspected. But with that, anyone that harvests at our place can go sell their product anywhere in the United States. It can cross state lines. It can go across Texas. Um, that's what we want to do. We want to make it marketable, um, and so they're going to get all that transparency 
all the technology stack uh, and they're going to get people that understand. So a lot of times I see the importance of technology, you know, there's a real basic cut sheet that most plants want to offer. You know, you're going to get a bunch of ground beef, some roasts and your steaks. Well, that's, you know, everybody has a simple cut sheet. Of course we want to go buy it. But how about that connoisseur that like really enjoys tri-tips, picanhas? Maybe you don't see them on your cut sheet. Or how about Merlot, Terrace Major? All these different steak cuts that normally get turned to ground or just left as roast, we want to offer that. We want you to be able to go to the public and sell that product if that's what you want to do. So, you know, it takes more time. And by adding value, you, you know, I think uh, more and more people are going to be pleased because when you like when you order a KNC and you get a half, I'm fixing to spend 20 minutes on the phone with you. We're going to do You know, we're going to cut a cut sheet on that animal and I'm going to help you fabricate it and tell you all the different options and everything's at your discretion so that you get exactly what you pay for. And most importantly, it's a value for value. You're going to get a high quality product that I stand behind and guarantee and you're going to get your money's worth and in the long run, save money on your protein. I love that because you, you know, you bring up technology stack, you bring up uh, the cuts of the cow. How I, I was in uh, Nashville the other day and, and I went into a Kroger's and I was talking to the butcher and I was like, Hey, where do you get your, uh, where do you get your, and this is the butcher. Okay. This is the butcher. And at a, at a major supermarket that's, you know, known across the United States. And I asked that butcher and, you know, had his coat on and everything. I said, Hey, where do you get your beef from? And he, he said, Hey, I, I, I really don't know. It starts with a J. It starts with a J. <laughs> he goes, well, well, sometimes. <laughs> <A JBS. laughs> but then he said, hey, there's another one too. And it's it, it's I, it's IB. And I said, well, that's Tyson. That's IB. IB. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's a fascinating that where we've come from and where we are now on, on the education of the cow and how people do not understand all the options, the true, true options that you can have within, you know, your your diet within you know the cow itself and within the beef initiative you and i have talked about and moving forward you know we're we're going to be 90 percent educators that's what we do that's how we progress into you know moving forward within the beef industry that we're establishing here and and going down and really dissecting the cow and everything that you can do with the cow becomes a lifestyle within itself i mean you want to talk about being informed you want to have dinner parties you want to, you know, wow people. I mean, it's going to be coming through the Beef Initiative and KNC cattle and really understanding that we're going to do some anatomy of that dang cow where you're going to be able to leverage that's going to make your damn life better. And you won't even have to worry about those those funny conversations that you have with a supermarket person that, you know, cuts the cow. And I even asked him, I said, hey, does that beef come frozen? Oh, no, it comes in this plastic bag. And he brings out this, this you know, this ribeye that, it, you know that he gets to, he gets to cut it into a certain you know size that is his skill set right now in that art and the skill set that has been lost within the american butcher you know being able to dissect that cow down to into very creative cuts that are efficient that carry that cow a long way that honors you know the rancher that honors you know the, the everything the protocol that goes into that it is so it's, it's a dying art form that people need to understand that we're going to bring that back and you 
you have a great processor. You, you know, you, you've brought on a team there down there in Luling. And so let's talk about the cuts of the cow, because I think that w- after you're finished talking about it, I'm going to let some people know about how we're approaching like subscription models and content and, you know, beef boxes and everything. So talk more about the cuts of the cow that you think the general public needs to, you know, kind of understand these days. Yeah. So, um, actually kind of works out perfect i could even show some pictures because i'm i'm in the meat shop but you know a lot of folks are really really starting to dig our merlots in fact i'm gonna grab one one sec okay go for it now everybody get their pen and paper out here and write these down okay and understand what we're talking about on different cuts of the cow and how you know where where these merlots and these picanhas cuts come from uh what you can do with the tripe with what you can do with flank what you can do with uh like you said you do if you get new york strips you're not getting t-bone if you're getting t-bone you're not getting new york strips and you know we we go go for it go i was gonna say exactly what you're saying so like we have this cut it's called the merlot and what this is, this actually comes out of the shank of a cow. The shank is where your osso-buco uh, comes from if you if you like bone marrow. But a lot of folks just say, I don't know what that is, grind it. This cut of meat right here, if you ever come to any caterings that we do, is one of the most tender fajita cuts that you can ever do. And this comes out of the leg. Typically, rule of thumb is the muscles used the most are the tougher. This comes out of the leg, which they walk on all day long, and it is fantastic. One of the other fun ones is a lot of folks are accustomed to the old-fashioned bone-in chuck roast, and we cut a ton of those. But here's another thing that we can do. We can also cut these beauties. These are called your Denver steaks. A lot of folks really like them. We can also cut these beautiful flat irons, full of marbling, extremely tasty. We also have the chuck eye steak. All three of those come out of that chuck section. So if you say, you know what, Cole, I really, I'm, I don't eat a whole lot of roast. Uh, I would agree with you because I grew up, my mom cooked it all the time, and I'm just not, <laughs> not a big fan of roast because of it. So <clears throat> I would take that section, cut them flat iron steaks, cut them Denver steaks. They're going to enjoy them. They're going to be tender. And the most important part is, you know, making sure you, you as a butcher, we cross cut these correctly. Uh, either with or against the grain, depending on what, what cut it is, right? And and age your beef. And when you age it, it's going to help break down those muscle enzymes that cause beef to be tough. But these are great steaks that are cheaper and taste really, really good. Um, and so as an example of cuts, those are just a few that came to mind right off the bat. You know, we got the Thor's hammer. I don't have any up here, or I would show them to everyone. It's a bone about this long that's attached to the bottom of uh, the shank. You can smoke them for five hours and slice tacos off of them. We've got picanhas and tri-tips and tomahawk ribeyes. Um, We even uh, hanger steaks. Uh, Once our plant opens, um, we're going to start doing a blended ground beef for those that are really uh, into keto and, and, and blending organ meats with ground beef. We'll have that option if you're into that. Um, you know, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of producers, we are building we're building a facility to be able to to offer all this different stuff. 
and I talk to meat markets all the time. My favorite line is, well, just bring me ribeyes this week. Well, here's the thing. I only get two ribeye loins per carcass. So each animal, you have one on each side. So when you buy half, you get one. You buy the other half, you get one. There are so many fantastic cuts of steak that are cheaper to the consumer than most meat markets don't even know how to offer to a consumer so i'm spending a lot of time my, uh, our plant manager spending time going to you know these butcher shops that, that sell knc product and getting them to to show some of these additional cuts to sample some of them to their customers and now what we're finding we're selling out of picanhas every week we're selling out of tri-tips i can't keep flat irons and our denver's uh, we're going through you know three four cases non-stop same way with the chuck eyes it's basically the bottom side of a ribeye um there are a lot of cool tasty delicious cuts that don't always take as much time like you know not everyone has eight to twelve hours to spend on a brisket we get that so there that's where we want to have that relationship and dialogue where you can come to us and say hey beef beef initiative or hometown meat market or knc cattle i got some folks coming over this weekend my budget's x What's a really good cut of meat you recommend? And bam, we'll be able to offer that and give you that info. I think it's amazing. I, I, you know, people, I tell everybody, you know, all the time, I grew up and you go out into our utility room and we had a big old freezer and every bit of that freezer was always full. Um, and you, you learn those cuts as a kid growing up as far as the variety and how I believe it's to me, to me being kind of the sarcastic guy that I can be sometimes or very poignant sometimes, you know, I think it's freaking criminal that we've actually stolen that education out of the consumer's family's uh, mindset, out of, uh, you know, the providers of the families, everybody that we have been basically cut off on from that type of education within, within combining this type of education of what you can do with the cow in the cuts and the unlimited amount of um, um, leverage of basically your diet in the United States of America, it's the only place you need to start moving forward. If you're yearning for animal protein and you can just spend a, the next year coming along with the beef initiative, coming along with hometown meats, coming along with KNC cattle and truly learning what it is to be, you know, a true, um, let's say butcher again, you know, being your family's butcher, uh, really wanting to spend some intentional time on preparing these types of cuts for your family. Do you know what that happens? That younger generation starts paying attention again. You know, you don't go to Kroger where the guy's wearing a white coat and calls himself a butcher, but he just doesn't even know where the beef comes from. Uh, I think that this is a great way that we start introducing, like I always say, you know, a lifestyle that people can grow with and that they can have fun and that we can do this collectively together because we need these type of intentional consumers. We don't need these rent seeking consumers when it comes to animal protein. We need people that are saying, hey, it might in the beginning kind of add some time to, you know, uh, obtaining um, food, you know, for our consumption model, for our family 
families or an individual or what, whatever, but it's definitely time well spent that is going to grow into something bigger that you and I don't even see at this point in time. And once again, it comes down to that education and how we can make this education something that is extremely beneficial for people. It's something that people can really lean into and kind of forget about all the noise out there when it comes to food insecurities, when it comes into, you know, if I'm going to be able to afford uh, eating beef from somebody like KNC Cattle and the Beef Initiative. And you bring that up all the time because everybody's like, well, it's too expensive. Well, I'm here to say BS to that because it's not more expensive. It's actually right now. And as we get hyperinflated within our economy and hyperinflated within our food, guess what? You are still maintaining a price point that people are going to start paying attention to because one thing that they're also they're they're saving money in the long run if they can you know create a new consumption model but they're also feeling better and they're becoming more healthy and you cannot argue those facts anymore and you tell people that all the time you say yeah you might think it's expensive as far as the retail aspect of buying this beef but the health aspects and the 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 cost that you're going to eliminate out of your your family's life when it comes to medical when it comes to everything people don't talk about that enough but you do and i've heard you say that many times when you're talking to consumers yeah you know it's like if you buy a whole beef right now it, it doesn't matter I, I i watch you know all the other producers across the board you'll you'll see anything from right now about 650 to i've even seen 10 11 12 dollars a pound right and that sounds really high. Like if you buy in bulk from us and you break down what you get of each cut, and that's the cool thing with us, your box shows you exactly what you get. And so when you dollar for dollar that against the grocery store, the grocery store don't sell you aged beef. So there's a shrinkage that goes with that. But if you dollar for dollar heads up against the grocery store, you'll still save money. Usually it's five to 600 bucks. Um, but on the, on the opposite end of that, what I tell people, you know, it's a flavor profile. It's not, you know, you and I talk all the time about the government's trying to now push to where beef becomes caviar. And that's not at all what our model's designed to do. You know, at the end of the day, I hope, you know, we make a couple hundred, hundred dollars margin. I'm not <laughs> trying to raise our prices when I really should right now and and i need to and that's where i hear people that buy from us they're like well we loved your beef it was cheaper than what we did at the farmer's market man it is expensive well it's a different model the guys at the farmer's markets you got to also remember they're sitting there six seven hours hoping they sell a thousand dollars well when you break down their costs their input their time they have to charge that to be able to make any money and where we're different we're trying to build that volume subscription to where I can bring more producers on and more and more of us are feeding the entire country and in turn we will make more money um, as producers consumers will be happier as long as we can stay pretty darn close to the crap meat that you buy at the store I think it's worth investing in buying directly from a rancher any day of the week and you can't really argue the commerce then if we're within a couple bucks why not buy a better product? It's kind of like a car. If you got two thousand extra dollars, you can buy, you know, the the upgraded package on the truck, um, or you're just going to get the lowest possible value that they have. Most of us, you know, we're like, man, I spent a lot of time in a vehicle. I wouldn't mind having it if it's 
you know, a couple hundred bucks. I said 2000 a while ago. That would be a lot. But, you know, if if you can stay in a, in, a, in a very close margin, I think it sells every time. But what most of our customers tell us is once they buy, once they bought directly from us, they'll never go back to a grocery store because it does change that different. Or the taste profile is different. Um, the experience you get is different. Uh, you get to talk with someone. We're available. We're here to help answer questions. Or, hey, you don't know, like I said a while ago, you don't know how to cook this certain cut you got. That's what we're here to do. And as producers, as ranchers, as partners in the Beef Initiative, we are here to cater to the consumer and bring them a product that they can't get when they go down to their local grocery store. And I think that's kind of our mission. Yeah, it is our mission, and it's it's basically bringing quality of life back. It's being it's being in where do you start with quality of life? You start with nutrition to the brain. Uh, where do you start with quality of life? You raise strong children. Where do you start with quality of life? You, you you establish very strong relationships between men and women that basically, you know, are trying their hardest to survive it in you know manipulated times, manipulated times of food, manipulated times of money, manipulated times of basically having access to the, the way of life that you know that got us here in the first place I always tell everybody we got to look over our shoulder we got to look at our grandparents and how did they survive they lived in a survival mode uh, we live in a convenience mode I believe that a lot of uh, the American public and I see it now you know I just went over 7800 miles over 30 days across the south here you know from Texas all the way out to Tennessee the Carolinas and all the way back what I and this is just observation i always like to say this is observation for me this is my subjective observation i see a level of complacency that i've never seen before in my life and i don't know where that complacency really you can put a point a finger at but it's a complacency that's driven by a yearning for convenience and I'm, I'm tired of, uh, uh, of this uh, of this level of convenience being the number one aspect that people are trying to obtain in their life. I always tell everybody, you better learn how to engineer a little uh, uh, suffering before that suffering gets engineered upon you. And whenever you kind of go into this model of uh, market access and con your consumption model of obtaining good, pure animal protein from the American rancher, things happen that you don't see. You lose that yearning for complacency. Uh, for convenience, it has, a, has gotten a lot of people uh, very complacent right now. Um, this can be fun. This is not a challenge. This is actually something that you enjoy. I, I, I think I, back in January, I said on a podcast, I said, you know what? You you get a freezer full of beef. You're going to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. You're going to walk over to that freezer of beef and you're going to open up that door and you're going to sit there with a little, uh, you're going to have a little pride. Is it going to be something that you actually enjoy doing? Because it is. It gives you a sense of security that you don't have to listen to all the noise all the manipulation you know and you and i have uh, done a couple of podcasts and we've talked in discussions about these cattle that died in uh, kansas and a lot of people the conspiracies that came out of that are just astronomical and what we want people to do is let's get a new form of education where you understand 
understand where food truly comes from, where you understand where the manipulations that are happening within the beef industry and the ranching industry itself in the United States, that that you know that what is a conspiracy and you know what is the truth. And basically what we're doing by that education, Cole, is we're creating a new consumer demand that goes straight into relationship building with somebody like you and I and Justin and Jason and all the ranchers that are coming into the beef initiative. I can't think of a better value for value add that we have in life right now that we can pioneer and that we can re innovate within to from something from the past that was very powerful, that had a lot of heritage and tradition and something that is a lifestyle. You know, you and I both grew up a cowboy way. That's how we were raised and people don't understand the fun of that and in the in enjoyment and in you know we were talking the other day is like we got to get some people out to a damn rodeo um and i'm going to segue into that here in a minute but by by creating this new lifestyle that was from the past you know the beef initiative is going to go to that uh, subscription model for people that want it and what they're going to be able to do is obtain that monthly subscription model that comes with the the beef that they want and they deserve the type of education of the cow content that they'll be able to receive but within that subscription model we're building it out right now and you know you're helping us build that and it's going to be something that people can really rely on that actually they can kind of stand tall right now and they can say hey this is how i'm going to start feeding my family uh so thank you for everything that you've done on that um and you know moving forward i want everybody to know that this is a lifestyle that is fun and i want to talk about the cowboy way i want to talk about cobalt the, the professional team roper i want to talk about how fun it is but through a rodeo circuit in the, in the state of texas so let's jump into that and let's get let's get some people that have never been to a rodeo, never had some fun because you and I have got an announcement that uh, we're going to uh, let everybody know that something's going to be happening in November. So you kind of kick it off and you start wherever you want, then I'll come up behind you and, and kind of elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, uh, well, uh, we're definitely we're going to plan a, a rodeo experience, at least for all those that are in Texas that want to come down. But we don't want to go to Houston, Austin, one of the big rodeos. We want to take you to one of the, the small town rodeos where you really get a, a, a big feel. It's not just a, a concert venue. It's it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, the camaraderie, the just the whole atmosphere. I, you know, I I watch sports. I'm I'm always I was an athlete that was unathletic, but uh, I've always loved loved sports. But I found my home. Uh, competing professionally rodeo on and and had some success uh in the roping arena but it was always a sport that was true and humble you know the guys that are at the top don't stay at the top um there's so many variables and and it, you know you're only as good as you were yesterday and and you have to continue to improve and get better every day because you will get past and with that many variables you can't control it it humbles even the the best uh at, at all times so um, i think it's a pure sport it's a lot of fun but kind of with that we want people to experience and we're going to get the firm date we're not going to announce it tonight but we do have a very good indication of when it, of when we're going to do it the first of november and i want for people to be able to come and see our facility to see uh what what 
one of the ranches looks like uh, with my partner uh, to Barcy because it's all in the same town. And on top of that, for those that came to the uh, Beef Initiative Conference in Kerrville, you probably know that when I get voluntold that we're going to do the cooking, there's no way in hell you're going to leave not full. Um, <laughs> we're going to have all kinds of food for folks to try and, and experience uh, as far as beef, different cuts, different ways to cut, uh, cook those various cuts. And, uh, man, we hope to have a huge turnout. It's going to be a big, exciting um saturday afternoon where people can really have that hands-on experience um and see our processing facility see the ranch and and uh and be able to ask questions have an impromptu setting not not really a conference set up at all actually we, we want to make it interactive and, and and let people put put themselves in our lifestyle for uh for a day yeah, and it, it, like you, you brought up, it's not going to be like a conference where, you know, it, it'll be educational in a way because people have access to a, a damn beautiful ranch that's very productive in the state of Texas. It's very well known, but it's going to be something that it, we're going to have fun. We're going to actually really kind of have a big old family gathering. And, um, you know, in this isn't talked about enough by me. Whenever we had the Kerrville conference and, you know, everybody ate beef that day for sure, you know, and tons of it. We had over 110, 120 people eating that day. We still had beef left over. People couldn't eat. They, could, <laughs> they couldn't finish off the beef I that you provided. Five pounds of beef that we took back. I know it. So yeah. that's a challenge to everybody, right? It's like, right. okay, you, right. <laughs> you want value for value, man. You guys got to step it up because we can provide the damn beef, be it at a conference, be it at a, at a rodeo, be it a, every day of your life. We can provide that beef. There ain't no shortages of beef going on within the Beef Initiative and KNC Cattle and Hometown Meats moving forward. But um, I want to get back to the rodeo circuit because I really want to touch those people in the for the bitcoin space because you talk about a rodeo circuit there was one that you brought up the other day i believe it was wimberley uh, i was down there southeast san antonio yeah. uh, there was a couple other places walk us through you as a as a team roper what it takes to go through that cycle of that that you know that week or you know that rodeo circuit yeah so I, i'm not getting to go this year but i was you know you and i were talking about even back when I was in college and a lot's changed in 10 years, but, uh, there are all these different, different 4th of July runs that we would make, you know, um, in the amateur, uh, professional, uh, circuit and, and Texas alone has really two options. You either go to the panhandle or you go to South Texas. And so, you know, for four days straight, you drive all night and, and you're going from one event and, and we would start and, you know, you go to Teague, Texas, and then we go to Utopia, which is out in the middle of freaking nowhere, South Texas. And then uh, you might go to Gonzales, San Antonio, and then end in Wimberley. And so as you're driving, it's all the same people competing. So for several days, it's just a big, fun party, more or less, uh, with all the same camaraderie and people you're uh, that you're going down the road with and and we would go to Wimberley and and tie out and tie our horses uh, to uh, to a tree and stay on the river and camp out and you know I know a lot of people really like to go camping and stuff but it was you can't I can't really put it into words how, how fun it is how beautiful that river is how welcoming the towns are 
and and to be able to compete and do what we love and kind of have that wild and free attitude it, it's uh it's pretty cool for once you don't feel like you're chained up or or uh you know you live in a city surrounded by skyscrapers you can see the open sky and and uh have nothing constricting you and and I've always been a rural America guy. Yes, I live in Austin now. Uh, actually, outside of Austin, but we're in the Austin city limits. But I, I like open spaces. Uh, I love to to have my freedom. Uh, I like to be able to to ride a horse out in a pasture and see no one. There's uh, there's some unspoken sovereignty that goes with that. The folks that have never been able to experience uh, can't understand. And hopefully, I'd love to open that up and let people kind of see what it's like to what, what it's like to be in that lifestyle yeah and, and that is it's, it's just kind of opening it up to give a glimpse into it you know give a glimpse into something that you can you can kind of pursue a little bit you can make a lot of good friends uh you can establish a lot of good relationships there's a pattern there's a protocol of life that happens you know going on a you know that type of circuit getting to see these small town america again you know i just like i said this trip was a, about a month long i mean the the amount of small towns that i drove through um that are just people don't even know they exist anymore they don't you know it's not on a google search so they don't even know it's there and once again that's why i'm trying to say this this is a new international lifestyle that you're going to want to you know you're going to fomo into so you might as well start right now coming through the beef initiative because this is you know this is unfolding and it's going to be something that we get to bring to the forefront especially within the beef initiative and the relationships that we have you know in one relationship that you've established and i've established as well is with uh jason rick of rick ranches out there in colorado you know and us having the the colorado beef initiative you know out on his ranch that is giving the american rancher a voice it's letting jason be an educator as well in his region of the country you and jason talk quite often now and you guys you know swap stories do you talk about you know the things that ranchers and regenerative ranchers talk about and having those connections and having those lines of communication that you guys are talking you know decentralized in a way you're building nodes you're building you know things you can call them up now and you guys are having a, and it's not a competition and, and that's the beautiful thing about that. And it's part of your lifestyle now. And that's what, you know, we're trying to accomplish within the beef initiative is that you, the individual, the consumer, you can have these same type of relationships with these ranchers and take advantage of it because that's what you want. You want people to reach out to you. I mean, a lot of people hide their phone numbers that are, you know, they're not transparent, but you can call Cole Bolton anytime that you want. And you will actually get Cole Bolton of KNC Cattle on the phone. Yeah, I, I mean, that people, happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, I warned people uh, because I drive so much going from ranch to ranch. I'm not good at emailing. Yes, I do check them, but more than likely you're getting a damn phone call from me. It's just going to happen. But I'm, I'm a personable person. I, I That's one thing that, that drives me crazy with society. You know, we've gotten to where we text, we email, and we don't want to interact with each other. I'm, you know, whether you're having a problem with a or order or you don't know how to cook this this type of beef having that interactive dialogue sometimes helps me better understand what you're doing or how many people you're feeding or what setting you're in so uh, by doing that i can sometimes give you better advice on how to do this or sometimes i you know help i realized uh, ups dropped the ball on something so you know what 
uh, I'm going to send you another package. And because we had a good conversation, I'm going to throw in a ribeye for free. Uh, that's just how I am. I want to talk to people. Uh, I want to get to know them. I want them to know me. And, you know, I've never known my butcher. I damn sure have not known the person that supplied the beef at the grocery store I went to. And therefore, I don't know anything about that animal. You can tell a whole lot about, a per, you know, a rancher's per, uh, operation by getting to know the rancher. You're going to know real quick exactly how animals are treated, what's priority. Um, every time you and I do a, a conference I, or, you know, we're, we're doing a podcast, you'll notice I, I don't mean to, but I get up and, and I'm still trying to take care of things. I, that That's just how I am. I want to make sure that everybody you know all the animals are taken care of or beef's taken care of uh, uh you're gonna get that every every time from me but yeah people i people have no clue the life of a of rancher i mean i'll call you and i'll call jason sometimes i'll call justin sometimes i'll hear i'll hear you know gates shutting off i hear you're saddling the horse <laughs> it, it, there is no office i mean it, the world is your office and uh if if, if, if one of these days we will we'll we'll do a day in the life of the beef initiative cole bolton knc cattle jason rick justin trammell all the you know everybody we'll just put it all together where people can really get a good perspective of what what it really truly takes and people can really you know have a yearning to do some value for value exchange and you know in and, and let's let's give thanks to the bitcoin community because you are in for all rights and i'll say this is you're the first brand that actually earned your first Bitcoin through trading value for value exchange, changing, exchanging beef for Bitcoin and Bitcoin for beef is going to be a model that all you ranchers out there that you're kind of apprehensive. Don't look at the price. This is not about price. This is about value for value. This is about a new store of value that you're going to be able to leverage moving forward. And so congratulations once again for becoming a full coiner you know in the in, in in your business and you know what it took to get there uh you brought up the technology stack the e-commerce did everything that you know we've been working on all this time you know with michael with oshi uh with jp you know our partner in the beef initiative and for everybody to understand cole is a partner in the beef initiative jp valdez he is a partner in the beef initiative we, we are partnered up with michael with oshi all that took all of us getting to know each other, understanding what each of us were trying to achieve and all of us working together, the phone calls that we've had in the middle of the night. There is no Monday through Friday, nine to five going on here. This is 24 seven, it never stops. It is a, is a basically a will that we're turning and we're turning it together and we want everybody else to come along with us. We want all the ranchers to come in because we're having success. You guys are getting a voice again. You're getting a voice that you can use to build your business models out. We've got the technology. We've got the connections. We've got the consumers. We've got the, 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 the community that really wants to exchange that value for value. And, you know, you and I didn't know that going into this, that we were going to have this type of success this quick. But one thing that you and I both know is that we're ready to ramp this crap up. It's time to turn up the volume, isn't it? It is. It is. You know, um, it's kind of like this week. We, we had to cut off orders for the 4th of July. On, uh, last day to orders Thursday because we, you know, 
I've thrown away all our projection models because the Bitcoin community <laughs> seems to throw them out the window for us. But, uh, you know, they it, it has been a very, very supportive network and not just Bitcoiners because there are folks that aren't Bitcoiners that really, really love the product. And it's great because we're trying to bring all of them together. Right. But uh, this thing took off so fast um, and we're still learning as we go. So, uh you know, dumb rancher here trying to figure out technology, put a Wi-Fi in the the, the igloo and <laughs> ship it all across the country. And and then I got to go out and turn around and, and check cattle tonight. But uh, we try yeah. to do it all. Man, we're doing it all. And uh, we've got a lot of support, you know, and this is it is, you know, the Bitcoin community is a, is a damn good uh, foundational layer that we have that really is 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 creating a lot of strength for both you and, and we, we really want to say thank you to everybody that's been part of that, but also just the general public, everybody. This is time to look. We talked back in October, I believe, or early November, and you said, Slim, this is a perfect storm. It's about to happen, and we need to do this in 2022. And and you're you're exactly right, because there are some tough times coming out. We don't know how big or small they're going to be within the United States with food supplies, with everything. Well, let's just eliminate all that fear. Let's eliminate all that friction and just point your compass in a direction that we're having success, we're established we're growing or scaling and we want the rancher to come in with us we want the consumer to come in with us we want to establish as many relationships that we can in 2022 and you know come uh, come november down there in uh, south central texas we're going to have some pretty big announcements and uh we're going to be hitting full stride so jump jump in now uh you know join the party now uh real quick before we let you go cole because i know you got to go check the cattle but uh you know let's talk about the beef initiative conference folks get to the beef initiative uh uh, website right now beefinitiative.com let's get your tickets uh july 22nd through 24th uh let's support jason uh out there in colorado in the north fork valley of colorado he deserves to have a voice he's an educator he's a first generational rancher that deserves to have a voice let's support him value for value we're going to have a three-day conference the price point you're going to get fed for three days and have all kinds of education go and look at the lineup we're, we're putting in new people every day we just announced today that matt odell will be a keynote speaker he's going to do a workshop on bitcoin and we're going to show how you do actually pay a rancher with bitcoin and how a rancher can accept and start building out a model that cole has done here in texas so I'll everybody go get your ticket of jason rich um as uh-huh. a producer we keep saying he's a first generation folks <laughs> that guy's got a wealth of knowledge and he is under oh, it, it, he has really mastered uh regenerative agriculture in colorado he is a hell of a teacher much better even than i i could ever dream of being so i think if you don't go to colorado you have really really missed out I agree. I agree. And, you know, and as as the as we move closer to the conference, you know, we have Weldon Warren of Holy Cow up here in the Texas Panhandle. He's been doing something, you know, he's been doing his protocol for like 20 years. We have uh, Scott with uh, Sacred Song Farms. He's out in Colorado. He's joining the party. The amount of education that you can get over a weekend if you want to get into regenerative farming and ranching, this is probably one of the best, you know, opportunities that's come your way in a long time. 
because not only you're going to hear everything at the conference, but you're going to be, you know, taking away, you're going to have a new relationship. You want to get somebody on the phone as you, you know, as we both talk about, I mean, you're going to be able to have a, a good market access to education that gets you started. So everybody get to the, get to the conference website, get your tickets. These are big conferences. They're about a hundred people, uh, 50 to hundred people in Colorado, probably all we're going to have. We don't know. I mean, we'll accommodate what we can, but times are tough. We understand. But as far as a family destination, an individual uh, destination during this summer, there's no better way to spend that, that hard earned money right now. And of course, you can buy your tickets with Bitcoin or Fiat and uh, get to, uh, get to the uh, beefinitiative.com website get your beef boxes ordered as well we're going to start ramping up your uh your choices we're going to go to the subscription model if you want to secure your food supply you want to secure your beef and in partnership with knc cattle it's here it's uh it's building uh it's going to evolve into something a lot more grand than we thought from the first cole thank you so much for everything thank you for everything that you do thank you for your friendship for your partnership and what you're doing for the american rancher and for the bitcoin community is there anything else that you would like to let everybody know before you get on your horse and get out there enjoy the holiday stay stay safe and make sure you eat a hell of a steak over the weekend Fair enough, man. That's all you need, man. That's all you need in life right now. So, uh, Cole, we're going to come back. Uh, you know, we are announcing uh, Texas Slims Media. Uh, we will be an official media company uh, coming up this month. Uh, you and I are going to start doing a, a, a show probably every two weeks together. It's going to be educational. It's going to be the state of affairs of everything that uh, people need to know so they don't have to listen to the conspiracies and the bullshit media that basically squanders the truth when it comes to food, when it comes to the American rancher. Cole, That's right. go, uh, go have a good evening, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Everybody else, go to the Fountain app and download it. We're doing a value for value exchange now. You can uh, stack and stream stats at the same time. You can earn stats by listening. You can smash, uh, you know, uh, stream stats this direction. We have a small team within um, the Beef Initiative uh, in, in the Texas Slim Media. Uh, you, whenever you uh, give us stats, you stream stats to uh, me, you're streaming to the whole team. This is how it's done. This is peer-to-peer value for value exchange. We're going to innovate. Uh, Thank you, Adam Curry, for getting us set up. This is kind of a hard transition for us, but we're there, and uh, we're going to move forward hard. Everybody else, uh, you know, if you're confused about uh, podcasting 2.0, look it up. And uh, we'll, we're going to educate. We're going to have additional podcasts and kind of let everybody in the Bitcoin community that's trying to do some content these days. We're going to help you innovate. This is what it is. During times of mass prohibition, there's times for mass innovation, and we're going to lead the way. Cole, have a good evening. Everybody else, be cool, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. Good night. Night, Cole. Here at the Beef Initiative, we encourage all your ranchers out there to tell us who and where you are so we can let everybody know they're looking for you. This time I'm shouting out KNC Cattle out of Austin, Texas. KNCCattle.com. Cole, he's a fourth generational Texas rancher. He knows what he's doing. <laughs>